Rocket Man is on a suicide mission for himself. Self, self, self. Rocket Man. Rocket Man. Watch radio represent East Coast, but not representing New York. I am in Florida. Get it? Let me try to get Allian on the line. What's up, boy? You all right? Yeah, how are you? I'm pretty good, I believe it. Get it? Rocket Man is on a suicide mission for himself. Self, 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 self. All right, praise God. We are watching radio and we are representing East Coast. I am literally in Florida, which I hated here, by the way. And I will be leaving and I'm moving to Ecuador. So. Uh, I'm out of here. So I'm going to figure out how to get my guns or something down there and my cats. uh, And I'll be living in the mountains over there, which I can grow things and live away from satanic libtards. All right. Uh, Satanic libtards are flourishing. And you might wonder why. You like looking at them and you're like, How come nobody gets it? You know, why are they so evil and, you know, they can literally just take over Jacksonville, Florida? You know, completely failing, losing at everything, destroying everything, and now the mayor of Jacksonville is a libtard. Go figure that one out. And everybody says, oh, DeSantis is great. Yeah, well, DeSantis is so great. How come we got a libtard mayor right here in the biggest city in Florida? I don't think that's a good sign, Alan, do you? It's not a good sign. Basically, there's a whole bunch of Christians and Fox News watchers that believe everything coming out of it. And they're pushing DeSantis, who's a uh, Paul Ryan acolyte. So, uh, yeah, we got to get rid of this DeSantis guy as a presidential candidate. I love him as a governor, but if he wants to How could to you challenge- love him as a governor? He, fa- he, failed. he failed here. Yeah. Yeah, I heard he was like in Europe or something or off on some road trip uh, instead of being a governor. So that wasn't good. Uh, dude, it's just – do we patch in the Hebrew hillbilly or what? Hey, can you AI generate the Hebrew hillbilly? I'm actually replacing you with AI next week. That's terrible. I know. All right. I know. I just need one minute of you speaking unadulterated. Uh And that would be my learning for the uh, 11 platform, which will take your voice and I can make you say whatever I want. 
Okay, let me know. Basically, uh, make you the way I would like you. It's great. Because, <laughs> okay. <laughs> I mean, it's pretty bad. It is pretty bad. But um, as far as DeSantis goes, any, the fact that he thinks he, that now is the time to challenge Dude, dude Trump, that guy is done, bro. All right. Huh? He destroyed what? Jacksonville. I got a libtard over here, bro. That's not good. I immediately went out and bought a giant Trump sign for my front lawn. I got He's it out there right down. now. It's out there now. The last thing we need is a, is a primary fight against Trump. He's got to... Uh, uh, let's patch in the Hebrew. I'm not going to keep him in lo- on long because I got a message to preach. Okay. Let me see what's going on here. All right, hold on. You know, this is... Should we patch in this weasel? Sure. Come on. Yeah, let's, like let's just attack him. Like hold on. What a weasel. Hold on. Might be egg day. He probably won't answer. As much as you try to train him to know that a private call would be me, he, look at him. He's not picking up. Yeah, hello? Yeah, Weasel. Oh, what's going on? Hey, don't worry. We're replacing you with AI next week. AI? Yeah. Well, I don't know. It's, it's getting so good anymore. It might actually substitute for me. Oh, no. It, it literally will sound exactly like you. I just need one minute. Of you speaking with nothing obstructing the sound, and then it can upload the learning program, and it literally wonder, becomes you. I wonder if it can fake the anointing, though. That's the crazy thing. Yeah, I guess when you get an anointing, we'll worry about it. Um, for being a Shabbat violator, I don't know about it. Um, this guy's a Shabbat violator, Alan. I just proved it to him, and he won't repent. Where? Well, it says in, it's a sin unto death if you kindle a fire on the Shabbat, which is equivalent to going to your thermostat and firing up your blower to get your heat on. And he violates it and thinks he's safe. Yeah, but if, if his kids are cold, uh, it's, a, you know, it's a needful thing to turn on the heater. No, ah. no, it's not right. You're both violators. And you know what? It's a sin unto death. Unless you get under Yeshua in Matthew eleven twenty eight, where he says that he is your rest, meaning he's say, telling you he's your Shabbat. He knows you're not going to make it. And you know what? The ascetics over in the five towns in New York over there, they mock you, bro. They think that you're not keeping the Shabbat. They think you're an abomination to the Shabbat. Okay? Wow. You know how I know? I've spoke to them. I've spoke to them, bro. And you know why I spoke to him, bro? Because they had me put a switch in to shut all the electric appliances down in their house. Okay? Well, there there are some that go that far. Uh, the actual word for kindle a fire actually means to build one, to originate one. So we're not originating a fire by... By it like they oh, look at this day. guy bending it for his own freaking benefit. You no, know what? It's, but it's, it's legitimate. <laughs> you would, yeah, it's legitimate because you're saying it's legitimate. But it, if you were in the five towns and the freaking curly Q freaking acidic saw you, they would beat you down, bro. All okay. Right. So am I giving a lesson on Shabbat or are we talking about something else? We're talking about the violators. Those that think oh, okay. they're they're holy for doing the Shabbat when they're not. It's a fake self suiting Shabbat. Okay, you are those who you oh that try. Oh, I'm going to keep the Shabbat, but it's not really the Shabbat. It's a violation, and because you think you're holy for it, that's why you're going to hell. You have to re- repent of it because here's the thing. Okay, here's the thing. You cannot have your servant work on that day. Okay? Just replace servant with service because if you're paying your electric company, that means they have to have somebody work on that day to provide you a service. Get it? To keep your internet going, to keep your electric going, to keep your phone service going, right? So that's equivalent to slash servant slash service. It's a complete violation. 
Okay. And you would be smashed up by the acidics. Would the people at the electric company still be working there if I shut my electricity off? Well, here we go. He's going to be like, well, you know, if they would be there anyway. Well, if everybody did it the right way, would they? You know? It creates a gray area for himself. And then... They go on their high horses with an abominated Shabbat, not keeping it properly, and judge everyone else. It's crazy. So this is what's going I never on. Judge anybody. That's a false judgment. I never judge anybody. All right. Well, can, can you rename yourself a semi-covenant keeper, please? <laughs> no, thank you. You are a semi-covenant keeper. All right. Let's hit this. I want to talk about... okay. I got a word here today, and uh, it's really called, are you going to make it? I want to go over the straight and narrow. We'll probably get rid of James by then, but uh, the straight and narrow path, many are not on. And I think in this hour, I'm telling you, if you would just take your finger in the wind right now and just put it up and discern the times that we're in right here, right now, we have never been in this place of terror in the nations before where there is so much upheaval, which where Satanism is right in your face, where Satanism is hailed, where Christians are shunned. We've never seen anything this massive. Now, you just saw 30 tons of ammonia nitrate disappear, right? Where did it go? Nobody knows. You know, where did the 30 tons last night of ammonia nitrate go? Right? You don't find that strange? That's pretty strange. You know, we're we're living under a government right now that's completely learning through narrow burning Rome. Let me just go over that. Many people might not know the account, but um, they called it the Great Fire of Rome. And Nero hated Christians so much he despised them. Uh, they were living amongst everyone. And um, he wanted to whack them. He wanted to get rid of them and camp them out, right? So what he did is he arranged something called the Great Fire of Rome. He said, screw it. Let's burn the place down and we'll blame them, right? It says it right here. On the night of July 19th, Sirius Maximus was involved. Uh, they burned it down. They started a fire and it says that he... They blamed, Emperor Nero blamed the Christian community. This year invoked a massive upheaval against all the Christians. They were now rounded up in mass. Get it? Rounded up in mass. Executed and hated and despised more than ever. You've already seen this in a semi-manifestation on January 6th. Which, by the way, the informant, the, the whistleblower... Um, had revealed that many federal agents were there on January 6th. That's why they didn't want Tucker Carlson playing that video, because the faces of hundreds of federal agents were there setting that thing up. Get it? And what did that do? That created great despise. That created great rounding up and jailing on a mass event of what? Patriots and Christians. Right, James? Absolutely, 100%. The, the whole deal with that is there were a couple of, of evildoers that got embedded with those people, but that is the people's house. We have full right to walk the halls of the people's house. So uh, there was no violence until those violent people came in. And, and in all reality, the only person who got killed that day, I mean, they lie and say that three cops died, but one of them died from like a heart attack a week and a half later. Uh, the only person that died was a veteran that some coward shot in the face. An unarmed woman shot her in the face. We literally all know about I Ashley mean, Babbitt. I'm talking about are we going to see more of these, these false 100%. flags? Okay. One one hundred percent. It wouldn't surprise me if we see. Well, we just saw this thing down in Mexico or down in Texas. You know, the, the guy was a white supremacist until his Facebook came out, and it turns out he was a Mexican national. 
Well, they needed another Nazi, right? So they made another one. Here's the thing. January 6th worked for them. They love it. So they love false flags. You know, they're terrified of having that video out because all these federal agents that were embedded and leading that. Okay? So we're dealing with saboteurs trying to set us up. Okay? And they like it. So are they going to take it to the next level? That's what I'm saying. Are they looking to... Listen, I had a dream of camps, setting up camps next to by train rails. It would remind me of uh, Nazi Germany. It's like that's what's in their mind. This is the type of people they are. Right, Alan? Yep, they're exceedingly wicked people. And they notice what works, and then they capitalize on it and do it more. And, uh, yeah, we can expect more of that, and we can expect... Uh, more taxes, more open borders, more uh, jobs going to China, more drugs, more child sex trafficking. Yeah, sad times. It's a false flag. Well, Go ahead, half Hebrew. The, the wicked only increase. That's that's the thing. Until the Messiah returns, the wicked will only increase. And I mean, the righteous will say he delays his coming. I mean, that's that's. That's kind of where we're at right now. I mean, uh, we say, come, Yeshua, come. Uh, we're just at a place in our, in our existence that if, if something doesn't break, I mean, we can all feel the pressure. If something doesn't break, if that scripture says, no flesh will be saved. Because the... I mean, we're seeing this rounding up. We're seeing we're seeing all of this demonization of Christians. I mean, they're taking. Uh, I did a show uh, a couple weeks ago on the Tents of Israel where I I exposed CPS as the world's largest child trafficking organization because they take these children with, with unsubstantiated evidence, with unsubstantiated claims, and they take them out of the home, and then there's nine times more likely to die in, in CPS's custody than they were if they were left in their own home. If they were left in an abusive home, they would be better off. So uh, not counting the ones that are taken from perfectly good homes, but because their parents don't believe in vaccination or they, don't, or they teach them biblical principles and, and hold firm, you know, that homosexuality is a sin an abomination in the eyes of God and these kids regurgitate that when they go to school somebody calls CPS CPS comes in and removes your kids for no other reason than that and say that you're doing them mental harm so you talk about being persecuted for your faith they're they're going after families at the very core of where they're at so all right I'm kind of yeah we still got you know people older women that are locked up underground in solitary confinement in a Washington, D.C. prison underground. Okay, for taking a selfie. Don't even know their names. Don't even know their names. They were set up by a false flag operation. They're terrified of releasing that video. Incidentally, Tucker Carlson disappeared off Fox News. There was a lot of pushback. He wanted to uh, play a lot of that video. They shut him down. They wouldn't allow him to show that video. Because the feds got involved and didn't want their faces on TV. Because the neighbors would be like, hey, that's Ron. What was he doing there? And then they're going to start being exposed for what they were doing by setting us up. This is what's going on. We're talking about Nero burning Rome operation. Absolutely. How else are they going to get, get this agenda going? They learn from Hitler, which they love. They love Hitler. And they love, and because they have a Gestapo now, they love their Gestapo. Did you see them protecting their Gestapo the other day? Oh, boy. Oh, Gestapo's done nothing wrong. You know, so what? They set you up and did this. You know, it's like, it's unbelievable. So they love a Gestapo. I'm like, oh, wow, Hitler loved the Gestapo too. Wow. You have something in common. You have a Gestapo now. You have your own little Stasi. And they love it. I remember Libtard's... 15 years ago, 20 years ago, they were like, freedom, no totalitarianism, no government control. We are liberal. Remember that? Well, that's gone. 
They love yeah. totalitarianism. In the 1960s, a, a liberal would say, I may not agree with your speech, but I'll fight for your right to say whatever for you to say whatever you want. But these days they don't want to hear you and they want to get you fired from your job and shut down and kicked off of social media. They've changed. Amen. Well, what about in prison? Same way that, the same way the Democratic Party got co-opted, the Liberal Party did as well. Because when I mean, growing growing up, we should now we call it libertarian. But somebody who was a liberal just believed that the government shouldn't be meddling much of anything. But now we we've changed that term to libertarian. So the whole thing is just flipped upside down. That you, people don't understand. That's why. They still have basically a 70 to 80 percent minority vote for the Democrat Party because they were able to convince the minorities of this nation that Republicans were were rich, white, Ku Klux Klan members. And because people don't educate themselves, they still believe that to be the truth. So that's the problem. People like us who actually watch the news and, and try to stay informed. Yeah, we know. But I used to think, no, America can't be that stupid. Now I'm really starting to think maybe it is. Maybe it's time, maybe it's time to leave. I used to think back in uh, the early 2000s when uh, the Middle East Muslims would look at Americans and go, you are the great Satan. I'd be like, <laughs> no. But now when they call us the great Satan with all this child sex trafficking and the FBI being a Stasi arm of the Democrat Party and locking up grandmas for taking selfies in the Capitol. I'm like, yeah, you're right. It's really sad. So, Yeah, let's take a moment here to uh, celebrate James's vacation. Uh, James just had a vacation, um, Alan. He drove from Oklahoma to Texas. Isn't that nice? Wow. Should I get some festive music on for this? Praise the Lord, yes. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome, Jimmy. Uh, let us know the next time you do that. Can you upload some Snapchat pictures so we can see uh, the journey? Oh, my goodness. Freaking guy. Like, Biden's gotten so he's so programmed and just being a pauper that he, he thinks driving like a few miles over a border right next to him is a vacation. You remember years oh. ago, vacation, you take a flight to the Bahamas or something? You remember that? Yeah. What the hell happened? Um, inflation, maybe. This guy gets some eggs and he's happy, you know. I mean, that's what it's coming. Yeah, he's got his that's eggs. The world we live in now. We take crumbs and we're happy for it. Can I? We're we're Oliver Twist standing in the food line saying, "Give me some more, please." You give him an egg and he's on his knees, you know, lifting him up to God. Okay. I mean, what happened to us? Um, diaper blower is in the White House, so. You know what? I'm going to go on a vacation myself. I'm going to take an hour drive to Orlando. Wow. Yeah. How about that? Um, You'll be all right. Well, I got a 30-minute ride to the Crystal Crystal Lake River over here. Uh, I guess that's a vacation. Now, you can call that a staycation. Got a lot of vacation spots over here. Listen, I'm moving to Ecuador anyway. I'm out of here, bro. I'm going to Ecuador, okay? This guy, he's always going somewhere. Oh, you'll see. (laughs) You'll see, bro. 30 years. years. I'm getting out of here. (laughs) Freaking guy. All right, listen. Here's the deal. I tried to explain to you guys that 30 tons of ammonium nitrate disappeared last night. That's like... 30 times more than Timothy McVeigh used. Yeah, I missed, I missed that. That's like a huge that's, that's a huge bomb if somebody uses it for that. Well, where did it go? Shouldn't Pete Booty that's Judge be on top of that? I mean, it, it was lifted off a train. Lifted off a train. This is unbelievable. It seems like weakening this nation on the world stage... Destroying this nation economically. And literally, I had a dream last night. You know, I saw them making uh, helicopters and planes and jets. And I looked at them and they had no munitions on them. 
They didn't have any munitions. And they were saying, well, we sent them all to Ukraine. And China was watching, like, the weakness of the country, the weakness of not having munitions. This is a dream I just had. That was a watchman-type dream, so I'm pretty proud of it. So uh, what, what do you get out of that? Joe Biden is weakening this country by weakening every last... He's siphoning all our munition over to Ukraine. That's what I saw in the dream. It's like China's behind that Ukraine thing. That's exactly what's happening because Donald Trump built all those munitions back up because we were so depleted when he came into office. He built that back up. Before he got in office, our air force was down. Yeah, he's starting to break up. We got to get rid of him. Yeah, um, yeah, semi-covenant keeper. We're going to nuke you, but thanks for joining us. You there? Do you hear him? Do not hear him. What a semi-covenant keeper. That's what happens to you when you're, you know, you failed at the Shabbat. All right, let's get going here. Um I think he was trying to say that Trump built it back up and Biden destroyed it. All right, so I covered um, the Great Fire of Rome, July 19th, incidentally, approaching, by the way. Um, It was a great false flag operation that worked to round up people that he hated. Um, Gee, I wonder if history repeats itself. Um, I want to talk about, are we going to make it? Am I going to make it? Um, And the reason I bring this up is anybody that's dealing with vices right now or or struggling in an area, I'm just going to give you a heads up. Forsake it. Forsake sin. 100%. It's not worth it. It's not worth that bowl of soup. Think about it, what Esau engaged in and what was what was lost by just the bowl of soup. You know, I did a message years ago on that. But I also did a message on two sets of books years, years ago, about 20 years ago. Two sets of books, meaning there's a book of life and then there's a book of works. And this is the OSIS message, the one saved, always saved, why it's such so dangerous, where they think you're just written in the, the book of life and you're good to go, and then your book, everything in the book of works, it's just okay. You don't get it. Your actions and works can counter and negate your, your, your name being written in the, the, the Lamb's book of life. Oh, yeah. Get it? There's two sets of books. And that was the name of the message 20 years ago. I I could probably find it. However, getting back to the vices and sin, just get rid of it. Get it out. I don't care what it takes. Okay? This is not the... This is... We are late in the hour. This is it. And people are getting seared in sin. People are getting turned to reprobate minds. Oh, yeah. This is not the hour to be fooling around. So I'm telling you, we are going to preach to you right now. We're going to show you why in the word of God. And we back it up with the word of God. Now, Jesus specifically said in Matthew seven thirteen through verse 14, Enter through the narrow gate. Let me emphasize that. Narrow. That means if you're having a broad spectrum of understanding on how you can live, it's probably not going to work out. You got to start to dial it all in. No more little Miss Goosey. No more fornications. 
No more internet porn. No more tapping the bottle and staggering around. No more lust. No more stealing, lying, and cheating, backbiting, and slander, and envy, and jealousy, and spite, and anger, and rage. Let it go. You can ask the Holy Spirit to help you release that. Those that confess their sins and forsake them. In Proverbs, it says, forsake them, which shall find mercy. It just doesn't say confess your sins. It's added, forsake them. That's why John the Baptist said, bring forth fruits worthy of repentance. Meaning your actions are going to represent the repentance in a proper manner. Not a surface, superficial style repentance. Which is a start, at least you're beginning to confess it. But also, forsaking. How do you do that? How do you forsake the sin? Let's ask Alan. Alan, how would you confess and forsake a sin that you might find mercy? Uh, I would confess it to God because uh, God requires uh, confess our sins. And then this is 1 John 1, verses 8 through 10. Confess our sins. He's faithful and just to forgive us and cleanse us of all wickedness. And then I would make it, strive to make it a habit to listen to the Bible because the Lord Jesus said, uh, now you are clean by the word which I have spoken to you. By acting on the word, I would worship God and fight the wicked and help the poor and tithe. Uh, You know, when the Lord Jesus said, love your neighbor as yourself. And sometimes we skip over the Good Samaritan thing where we help our neighbor. And uh, also I would fight the wicked by binding in Jesus' name, demons and devils that come against me, my loved ones, my friends, and my city and my state and my nation. So um, I would basically give my life to God, and uh, be- and thus uh, God would uh, be close to me, and I'd be close to God, and uh, I would follow Jesus the rest of my life and get ever closer to him for the rest of eternity. Amen. All right, now imagine Alan actually did that. I'm better now than I was. It'll get better five years from now. He says he would, but will he? Now, here's the key. Um, Just a side note, Proverbs 28, verse 13. Um, People who conceal their sin will not prosper. People who conceal their sin shall not prosper. Uh. Let's talk about that, because many people have seething anger in their hearts, and that's sin, and you might feel justified about it. Um, Me and Alan watched a video of a woman that was abused as a child recently, sex trafficked, and she's into a place of forgiveness for all that. I mean, uh, somebody stealing your sprinkler uh, or hose, you could probably let go of that, all right? Let's believe that it's time to renounce that and ask God to take that anger and bitterness and resentment out. Because if the Lord has forgiven us, he expects what, Alan? He expects us to forgive others. I wonder why. Because grace has been extended to us from heaven, so then we, in turn, are to be ambassadors of heaven and to extend grace to those around us. The love of God is shed abroad through our hearts and through our actions and our words. Amen. And and Jesus uh, elaborated on that when the uh, servant was forgiven for his debt, uh, but would not forgive somebody else. And then he was turned over to tormentors. So there's a being torn over to tormentors type manifestation that you have to get out of. And the only way to get out of that is to release that anger, bitterness, and resentment. So let's touch on the importance of that. We did, and we're going to move on. Now, forsake your sin. 
conceal it, you will not prosper. And that's not just talking about money. It's talking about in any arena of your life. Are you concealing your sin? That's a key. We have to think about that. And really begin to examine ourselves in this hour to get ready, real, and right. But if you confess your sin and forsake them, you will receive mercy. Notice it says, you will. How many out there, let's ask Alan. Alan, do you want to receive mercy? Absolutely, I want to receive the mercies of God. Mercies, amen. So this is a pretty good word here, isn't it? Yeah. Um, One of the things I remember being pointed out was that God doesn't have merely mercy. There are mercies of God. There's different ways that God shows mercy to us throughout our lives. There's, There's the mercy of salvation. There's the mercy of healing. There's the mercy of feeding us. There's the mercy of clothing us. There's the mercy of God setting the solitary in families. That's Psalm chapter 68, verse 6, which I, I'm, I'm ready to receive. There's, um, there's all kinds of mercies of God that he's ready to provide those who follow him. And uh, amen. I definitely got one minute of your voice to make an Allen for next week. So That's all I need is 60 seconds, right? You go, man. Yes. Yep. Alan will be replaced with AI by next week. I know. I'm so happy. I got I got to roll with technology, bro. Sorry. Um, <laughs> or I might have you compete with you on here. So There's literally, like the, the audience has to pick out the real me for like some booby prize every week. Is that what you're? Well, have an Alan counter what you say. About and that. I imagine my Alan will grow to be smarter and better than you over time. That's the know, scary I'm, part about it. There's nothing your AI Alan could do to compete with my listening to the Bible. And my AI Alan is going to be pressing in. Right? Only if your AI Alan gets regular updates from me, the real, real <laughs> Alan. I don't know if I'm going to provide them. It's a scary time we're living in, folks, when you can get replaced with AI. All right. Literally, people are doing it now. Yeah, like those uh, poor artists who now have to compete with Midjourney because people can subscribe to Midjourney for $8 a month and get pretty decent art made that works most of the time. And all these artists who had their artwork ripped off are like, hey, this AI wouldn't be able to do anything if it didn't steal, you know, uh, hundreds of terabytes of art done by real artists first. So, yeah, that's a thousands, for them. thousands of terabytes and also music. Mo, mo, what is it? Mooburn.com is literally gleaming all the music from SoundCloud, Spotify, and now just pumping out music whenever you need it. So, musicians are being replaced, artists are being replaced, uh, narrations are being replaced um, with the AI software that I was going to replace Alan with. They have. Um, unbelievable narration what's it called 11 uh, i forgot the name of it but it literally sounds amazing uh and then One you can learn learn a voice you can you need 60 seconds of sound um to learn the voice but it's getting pretty scary guys i mean we're living in an a an age that we, I don't, we've never seen this before with the level of evil it's called Eleven Labs. Okay, uh, Eleven Labs is the one doing the uh, the mimicking of speech. So, with Matthew seven verses thirteen to fourteen, enter in through that narrow gate, for wide is the gate and broad is the road that leads to destruction. I think there's a lot of wisdom in this statement, the Word of God itself, right here where if we're allowing a wide spectrum of understanding, you see a lot of this today in the in a lot of Christianity where they just seem to put the stamp of approval on everything. Like they are signed, sealed, and delivered. Okay? But we, I feel that we need to start dialing it in. Be ye holy as what, Alan? I am holy. That's, That's actually right. in the Old Testament, and it's repeated by Peter in the New Testament. Amen. Yeah. 
Then it says, and many enter in through the road that leads to destruction. Many are on that road. Many are not on the narrow road. Think about that. So I would pose this question to myself and you. What road are we on? And what does it take to get on the narrow one? Literally, what, what, do you, what do we think? What kind of lifestyle is on the narrow gate? I'm just curious. Because this is a warning here. It says small is the gate and narrow is the road that leads to life. And then it says only a few find it. So this is something you need to be looking for. It's literally just not given out and say, wow, this is the, we have to seek out the narrow way. In everything we do, we should be seeking out a narrow way. If you have a situation where you're having an angry outburst, think about what's the narrow way out of that. If you have a situation adulteries and fornication and pornea and lust, what's the narrow way out of that? What's the narrow way out of that beer bottle or sucking down and staggering around drunk? What's the narrow way? Let's begin to focus on that and say, no, 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 no broad way for me that leads to destruction. I'm going to speak to my feet right here, right now, and say you're going to get going and get going now on that narrow way. That's going to lead to life. This is so important, folks. So begin to filter everything you do daily, the things that you say, the things that you're seeing, the actions that you're taking. Filter them through this verse right here. Make this kind of your little filter where you have a narrow filter that's leading to life and then you got a broad one that's destruction and just begin to do like a penciling in of, gee, I wonder where this gets penciled in. What side of the paper? Uh, Yeah, I think destruction, the beer bottle pills and lust, probably on that one. So let me get out of that. Let me get on that narrow path, whatever it takes, because this is a big, big, big gamble. And we should not be gambling. Do you think we should gamble with our soul, Alan? No, it is it is foolish to gamble with our souls. And um, I remember watching those uh, some hell testimonies on YouTube, and one of them was by a, a a Korean pastor, Park, and he was given a guided tour of heaven, just like in Second Corinthians chapter twelve, and he was also given a guided tour of hell. And one of the gems I remember from that is that uh, he said that uh, one in a thousand people make it to heaven. So we really have to have a life that is. Um, a singularity where everyone goes, wow, that's just a remarkable, remarkable person. There's there's no one like that guy. He's just full of the love of God. He's He helps everyone. He loves everyone. He loves God. And his face is full of joy. And and because uh, that person gave his whole life to God, his his day is dominated by God. He wakes up, he worships God, he listens to the Bible, he binds up devils, he does an excellent job for his boss at work, he loves his coworkers, and then uh, at the end of the day, he comes home and he he loves his wife, he kisses her good and hard, and, and brings her some flowers, and his kids go, Daddy, and they're so happy to see him, and he loves them, and he's a good father to them, and uh, that kind of life take is attainable by any by everyone if they follow the Lord Jesus as closely as possible and let him live through them all the days of their lives. Amen. It's a good word. Praise the Lord. That's, that's the truth right there. So I will tell you guys, 
Let's try to use this Matthew seven thirteen to 14. Jesus spoke this, and I believe he meant it. And I believe he spoke it for a reason. Just pose that question to everything you're doing at every time. What path would this fall on? That's all. Somebody's asking you to do something or go with them to do something. So just ask the Holy Spirit. Just ask the Lord, what, what path is this? And just wait on his presence. You can also bid your peace into a situation. Speak peace into it. If you don't feel a return of your peace, move on. Oh, yeah. That's another testing fruit of the Spirit that the Lord is giving us. Somebody that you're involved in. Are you getting a peace when you, when you bid peace to that person? Are you receiving it back? Or into that house? Begin to start to filter your life so there's not a transference on you of spirits that can thwart you in many ways. And also, keep in mind witchcraft. There's a lot more witchcraft is out of control right now. There's people online posing as believers that will get your pictures and photographs, use them for sex magic and all other type wickedness. If you're not actively breaking these curses and severing the the silver cord, lay lines around you, and proclaiming the blood of Jesus over your walls, ceilings, and windows, doors, rooftop, and asking God, Matthew, you know, it does say in Hebrews chapter 1, verse 14. Alan, can you bring that up? Hebrews chapter 1, verse 14, please. Let me dig it up. Alan's going to dig it up. But I want to also talk about the importance of angels. We have to start getting actively involved in petitioning and proclaiming the activities of angelic powers around us. Because Psalms 35 is right there as an example to you uh, of David literally calling for the angel of God to attack. If you don't believe me, check it out. Look at Psalms 35, where he says, let the angel of the Lord persecute them. Oh, yeah. Chase them. Think about that. So, Alan, do you have that ready? We're going to read it. Yeah, Hebrews chapter 1, verse 14. Uh, Are they not all ministering spirits sent forth to minister for them who shall be heirs of salvation? Amen. Okay, I probably needed verse 13, but um, can you skip back one verse? Sure, it says, uh, verse 13, But to which of the angels said he at any time, Sit on my right hand until I make thine enemies thy footstool? Are they not all ministering spirits sent forth to minister for them who shall be heirs of salvation? There we go. The angels are ministering spirits. They're there to help you. Oh, yeah. You're not alone. You are not alone. You will prevail. You will grow stronger. Understand you are not alone. The angels of God are with you, around you, working with you. Read uh, verse 13 and 14 again, please, Alan. All right. Verse 13 and 14. But to which of the angels said he at any time, sit on my right hand until I make your enemies your footstool? Are they not all ministering spirits sent forth to minister for them who shall be heirs of salvation? Amen. They are sent forth to minister to you. Did you know that? Who here needs angels of God to minister to you as you sleep during your day? 
You know, you can lift this verse up to the Lord. Start your day with that verse. I wonder how you can apply it. Let me think. Oh, Lord, in the name of the Lord Jesus, in Hebrews chapter 1, verses 13 and 14, you literally are telling me and saying to me that the angels of God have been sent forth to minister to me. And I need it now. I need your ministering angels to go forth before me, protect me, pour out your ointments and oils and fire upon me throughout this day. And I thank you for it. In Jesus' name, amen. How about that prayer? Does that work, Alan? Amen. Uh, In Psalm chapter 34, verse 7, it says, uh, The angel of the Lord encamps around about them that fear him and delivers them. So as long as we confess our sins and cling to God and draw close to him and and follow Jesus, the angel of the Lord is encamped around us and delivers us. We keep following Jesus, trusting Jesus, saying we trust Jesus and and uh, acting like we trust Jesus and God delivers us. Amen. I wonder if Alan's angel versing one up me right now. Sometimes. I renounce angel versing one up in you. Renounce angel verse one up in you on the air especially. Okay. Amen. No, I'm kidding. That was a good one. Um very good, by the way. We need and remember that. And camps. These the same verse applies to both. So, I want to get into this. Are we going, are you, are we all, y'all, as they would say down here, going to make it? What's more important than making it? There's going to be tests and trials and temptations being thrown your way. How are you going to attack them and bring them to naught? We have to lift that shield of faith And use the word of God to battle axe them down. That's the only way you're going to make it. Because Jesus made it that way. Jesus literally battle axed the devil with the word of God. In the wilderness. We need to start getting that in our spirit, man. It is written. It is written. It is written. And have that... Word ready to fire out at the enemy. Oh, yeah. I wonder who did that. Oh, Jesus did it. So I'm what, let's ask Alan. You think Jesus knew what he was doing? Absolutely. He did no sin, and he is the way. And amen. So he literally would say, it is written, devil, and then bring the verse to attack the enemy. Amen. We speak the word of God with faith, and uh, it, it's a way of acting on the word. For example, in uh, Romans chapter 10, verses 9 and 10, it says, If you believe in your heart and say with your mouth uh, that Jesus is Lord, then you, are, then you are saved. That is your entry ticket into the salvation race that ra- lasts the rest of your life. Uh, Mark eleven twenty three. If you believe in your heart and say to that mountain, Be thou removed, be thou cast in the sea, uh, the saying goes with the believing. You say that's a way of acting on God's word. And Hebrews chapter 11, which is the so-called faith hall of fame, is a bunch of uh, saints acting on the promises of God. When we act on the promises of God, when we worship God, when we tithe, when we help the poor, we fight the wicked, etc., etc. We, when we act on the word of God, that's when God's power is released. Amen. Good word. Uh, we're going to start acting on the word of God, aren't we? When that attack comes your way, you're going to be saying it is written. That's right. You're going to say it is written that he was wounded for my transgression, bruised for my iniquities. The chest of my shalom is upon him. And with those stripes, I am healed. I was healed and I'm being healed in the name of Jesus Christ right here, right now. And I thank you, Lord, for it. And I thank you, Lord. And you start to walk it out. And you continually hit the enemy back with that. You continually hit the the enemy back with Psalms 35. You continually hit the enemy back with Hebrews chapter 1, verses 13, 14, that you do have these angels. They are surrounding you. Alan brought up another verse. What is it? Psalms um, Psalm 34, verse 7 or something. I can find it again. And he's going to find it again. AI, Alan, would have had it ready. But... Bring that verse up, too. 
that the angel of the Lord encamp. It is written, the angel of the Lord encampeth around about me. And Lord, I thank you that the angels are battling for me right now in Jesus' name. Amen. Psalm chapter 34, verse 7, encamps around those who fear him and delivers them. Delivering angels, people. Amen. You got delivering angels. We're talking about this because we want you to make it. We want you on the straight and narrow. We want you to fight. We all want to fight, and we fight every day. Now, let's talk about, we talked about Proverbs 28, forsaking that sin. Ephesians 5, verse 27, uh, that he might present himself uh, the church in all her glory, having no spot, wrinkle. We went over the importance of following suit and presenting ourselves without spot, blemish, or wrinkle. We are required as the bride to be ironing those things out of our garments. That's right. We're going to do it, aren't we? Um. No stain, no wrinkle. That's right. Let's begin to iron out those garments, the wedding garments, get them out, and let's start to identify anything that is bringing any type of reproach on that garment. Oh, yeah, because we want to be ready, real, and right, and the Lord wants you ready, real, and right, and he knows that you are going to prevail. He knows that you'll take a word like this and it will inspire you. And you're going to be filtering things in your life and temptations in your life through that Matthew 7, 13 and 14, which the narrow gate and the wide gate, and you're going to focus on it and you're going to prevail and your feet are going to lead you in the right direction. Now, Brother Allen's going to read. We're going to wrap this kind of up in this one context uh i believe it's second peter alan do you have that ready at second peter chapter one verses one through eleven yes sir okay I, I have it ready if you want me to read it thank you could you read it yes here we go simon peter a servant and an apostle of jesus christ to them that have obtained like precious faith with us through the righteousness of god and our savior jesus christ Grace and peace be multiplied to you through the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord, according as his divine power has given to us all things that pertain unto life and godliness, through the knowledge of him that has called us to glory and virtue, whereby are given to us exceeding great and precious promises, that by these ye might be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. And beside this, giving all diligence, add to your faith virtue, and to your virtue knowledge, and to knowledge temperance, and to temperance patience, and to patience godliness, and to godliness brotherly kindness, and to brotherly kindness charity. For if these things be in you and abound, they make you that ye shall neither be barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. But he that lacks these things is blind and cannot see afar off and has forgotten that he was purged from his old sins. Wherefore, the rather, brethren, give diligence, give diligence to make your calling and election sure. For if ye do these things, ye shall never fall. For so an entrance shall be ministered to you abundantly into the everlasting kingdom of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. I praise God. That literally was not the verse that I wanted, but a verse is. But that is right on target, and that was probably the Lord. And. We literally want to manifest all those things from within us to strengthen our walk. Um, 
That's a good one you found there. Well, actually, you, you, you mentioned it to me, and I just read it, and praise God, God was in it. And that's a very good chapter on walking out the Christian life that we just read and all the promises and blessings for those who do it and, uh, and uh, give themselves. It says in verse 10, give diligence to make your calling and election sure. Sure, you know. right. Uh, where did you, where's that Second Peter? Um, chapter 1. Okay, so we were supposed to be in Second Peter uh, chapter 2. Um, okay. <laughs> but I'm just going to read um, some of this right now. Because this is, you know, and Alan brought up a good thing there. I mean, this this is, we're in a serious hour. But in Second Peter 2, you want to read Second Peter 2, um, Alan? Sure. All right. Uh, just stop me when you want me to stop, all right? Go ahead. Here we go. But there were false prophets also among the people, even as there shall be false prophets among you, who privily shall bring in damnable heresies, even denying the Lord that bought them, and bring upon themselves swift destructions. And many shall follow their pernicious ways, by reason of whom the way of truth shall be even evil spoken of. And through covetousness shall they with feigned words make merchandise of you, whose judgment now of a long time lingers not, and their damnation slumbers not. For if God spared not the angels that sinned, but cast them down to hell, and delivered them into chains of darkness to be reserved unto judgment, and spared not the old world, but saved Noah, the eighth person, a preacher of righteousness, bringing in the flood upon the world of the ungodly, and turning the cities of Sodom and Gomorrah into ashes, condemned them with an overthrow, making them an example unto those that after should live ungodly, and delivered Lot, vexed with the filthy conversation of the wicked, for that righteous man dwelling among them in seeing and hearing vexed his righteous soul from day to day with their unlawful deeds. The Lord knows how to deliver the godly out of temptations, and to reserve the unjust unto the day of judgment to be punished. But chiefly them that walk after the flesh in the lust of uncleanness and despise government, presumptuous are they, self-willed, they are not afraid to speak evil of dignities. Whereas angels, which are of greater in power and might, bring not railing accusation against them before the Lord. But these, as natural brute beasts, made to be taken and destroyed, speak evil of the things that they understand not, and shall utterly perish in their own corruption, and shall receive the reward of unrighteousness, as they that count it pleasure to riot in the daytime. Spots are they, and blemishes, sporting themselves with their own deceivings, while they feast with you, having eyes full of adultery that cannot cease from sin, beguiling unstable souls, and heart they have exercised with covetous practices, cursed children, which have forsaken the right way and are gone astray, following the way of Balaam, the son of Bosor, who loved the wages of unrighteousness, but was rebuked for his iniquity, the dumb ass speaking with man's voice forbade the madness of the prophet. These are wells without water, clouds that are carried with a tempest, to whom the mist of darkness is reserved forever. For when they speak great swelling words of vanity, they allure through the lusts of the flesh, through much wantonness, those that were clean escaped from them who live in error. While they promise them liberty, they themselves are the servants of corruption. For of whom a man is overcome, of the same is he brought in bondage. For if after they have escaped the pollutions of the world through the knowledge of the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, they are again entangled therein and overcome, the latter end is worse with them than the beginning. For it had been better for them not to have known the way of righteousness, then after they have known it, to turn from the holy commandment delivered unto them. But it is happened to them according to the true proverb, the dog, dog. is turned home, yeah, to there his own go. vomit again. It's all wrapped up right here. This whole message that Peter was bringing forth. 
You knew the way you became a dog and went back to your vomit. Okay? We're living right. The temptations, the things in the world pollute us, and we wound up back in a heap of trouble on that broad road. The things that happened in the days of Noah, Sodom and Gomorrah, were all examples to those that choose to live ungodly. Gee, I wonder how much thought process is involved in figuring that out. Think about it. They were examples to anyone who wants to choose to live ungodly, meaning they were wiped out. How do you get on that list, Alan? Well, you, you, when you're given the gospel, the way you get on that list of being wiped out is you're given the gospel and you follow a short time and then you turn from it back to your old vomitous, old pre-Christian, sinful, sick ways. Amen. But I will tell you, the devil is a liar, and I believe we brought the word of the Lord today. How about you, Alan? Amen. I love this show. Great show we did. Praise God forever. I feel I love it. I feel it. Uh, We're going to be doing, what, two shows a week now, right, Alan? Amen. Are we going to do Taco Tuesday and and a Sunday show? Is that how we're going to fly? I don't know yet. I'm waiting for the Lord to try to tell me. Okay, and let but, me know about that uh, eye replacement for uh, Redbeard and me. Maybe we'll make the cut. We'll see. Yeah, Redbeard. Um, oh, yeah, we're going to be going on Podbean also to double up the show. Look for that. Please be joining that. We'll be posting that. But we're going to be doing two broadcasts a week. Uh, I'm going to fight back at all the censorship they've been doing on me. You know, it's out of control. Uh, With that being said, I will bid you farewell. We will see you later in the week with the second broadcast of Watchmen Radio. Uh, Brother Allen, can you bid peace and shalom to our audience? Yes, thank you, Richard. God bless you all richly and abundantly. May you continue to keep audio Bibles in your ears and act on the word and worship God and help the poor and bind up devils, tell them to go and, and time and love your neighbor and do a great job at your job. Amen. Praise God. Watch your radio saying farewell. We'll see you soon. And thank you for tuning in. God bless y'all. All right, Brother Allen, I'll see you in a bit.